Thank you for joining us for the WW News Today podcast. My name is Eric Morton. With me, is, of course, is Tom Corliss. And uh, great marathon show, right? We did. We raised over $50,000 for Toys for Tots, which is great. And thank you to everyone who participated. And if you missed it, um, just go buy a toy and drop it off at your local drop-off location. Then in the next year, you can remember that it's Thanksgiving weekend and join us. Can you just, like, go buy toys and find a nearest, like, Marine Reservist base and just... Yeah, pretty much. Maybe. There's all sorts of things. So my uh, my apartment complex has the drop-off. So, yeah. you, I mean, I think you can look online and find your nearest drop-off. You just go to the store, buy a, a packaged toy, and you drop it off. I mean, that, In my family, the drop-off is a, is a pool bar. <laughs> Disney. Wow. Oh, boy. We're already starting getting bad. So uh, today we're going to talk about uh, – this is episode – is this episode 11? I have no idea. I don't know. If it's episode <laughs> 11 or if it's not, we're going to talk about – uh, China and Disney, Disney and China, yeah. Disney parks that are in Chinese-controlled areas, Disney dealing with the Chinese government, all kinds of controversial yeah. stuff that I'm sure you might find interesting. I know you just got back from Hong Kong. I did. How was that flight? Long. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know what else to say about it. No, that's, I think people watching might be curious about the process of. I I, I don't I know we're going to get there. Well, the nice thing about Hong front. Kong, you don't need a visa to go to Hong Kong, right? So you can just book your flights and your hotel, and you can just go. You're as an American. I, I have to correct myself because I'm American citizen, and I realize, especially in visiting Hong Kong this week, we have a lot of viewers who live in other countries, and I don't want right. to exclude anybody. If you are an American citizen watching this program, you can just. Go. Just a passport. As long as you have your passport, you can go, and that's fine. Shanghai is a different story. You cannot do that. You have to get a visa or do the transit visa thing, which I'd be happy to talk about for people. I'll, I'll, let me just talk about it now. Yeah. Um, so what we did when we went to Shanghai in 2019 was the transit visa, which is back now, um, which means you don't have to get a visa, but what you have to do is transfer between two other designated Asian countries Um on the other ends of your Shanghai visit, right? Okay. So what we did, the, the big trip in 2019 where we did Tokyo, um, Hong Kong, or Shanghai and Hong Kong, was we went to Tokyo for a little bit, flew from Tokyo to Shanghai. You're only allowed 72 hours, so we spent 72 hours. We just went to Shanghai Disney. We didn't go anywhere else in the country. Uh, and then we left for Hong Kong. That works. That works for the visa. I would check... The rules and regulations and such, which countries are when allowed. You say a, when you say a travel works. visa, is that something you don't have to apply for? It's just a rule. You don't. If you fly in from Japan Correct. and you're there for less than 72 hours and you go to another And Asian it works country, the other way and it works with other Asian countries as well. Yeah. So what they will ask you for, you will get grilled a bit at, at customs in China because they want to know why you're there. So you, what you should be prepared with, you should have where you're staying printed out your park tickets, if you're doing just Shanghai Disney for 72 hours, I would have everything printed out that you've booked, dining reservations, hotel, all that. Just throw it on the table, and at that point, they're like, oh, Americans going to Disney. Okay, fine. Um, they'll make a face at you, and then you proceed. What it, Do you know what the process and timeline is for uh, going if you want to do with a visa? It's changed a lot, and I know the number of locations you can go to get it has changed. I haven't gone through the process yet. I'm starting to look at it, mm -hmm. but I think more and more I'm just going to do the transit visa again next time because that was easy. Just um, to clarify, when you say transit visa, you have to be coming in from an Asian country that's on the list. And, and you have to, to a depart to a in Asia. To so a if you were coming from Japan and then you were flying home, you would have to have a regular visa, not a transit visa? Correct. Okay. Yeah. 
And again, you only get 72 hours. That's all you get because you're supposed to be in transit, essentially. Okay. Um, that's, I think, the easier way. You can go get a visa. Obviously, I live in Florida. I do not believe there's currently an office in Florida you can go to. So it's There's not a Chinese a consulate trip. in Florida? Not that's handling visas. Really? Yeah. No, for a while it I was only like two. Miami has a consulate or for something. For a while it was only two places in the entire country, and I believe it was Washington, D.C. and somewhere in Texas. Were, it was probably Houston. Yeah, I believe it was Houston, and that was it for a while. And that's why I was like, I'm not even bothering with this. Now it's... People have looked into it again since, and it's apparently more places, but it's still kind of a pain unless you happen to live near one of those cities. And maybe it's not. Maybe it's right, you know, down the road from you. I, again, go look into it. This stuff, especially with traveling to China, is changing all the time. Yeah. So, you know. I did live in Houston for a few years, and during that time, my sister, I think she was a, a college student at the time, and she was going to Brazil, and they had a consulate in Houston, and I had to go there like four times for her to get a visa to Brazil, which doesn't yeah. seem like a country you'd need like extensive visa effort behind, but yeah. apparently it is. What did, I mean, I remember what I is had this? to do... What are you drinking? This is my, uh, the, the goblet, the chalice from World of Frozen. I needed a Hong Kong cup. You sprung this topic on me today. I don't have any of my Mystic Manor stuff here, you know? The Hong Kong chalice. Yeah, this is World of Frozen. This is what the um, Coronation Sunday came in, which was, um, it was like a floral... A floral slush with then vanilla soft serve on or light milk soft serve on top of it. If you want to see me review all the food, the video is up now on the channel. I tried Actually, everything in World of Frozen. So I do have this, which looks like a more oh, you stole my other cup. Drinking. No, this is not stolen. This That's is the giveaway. This is the one. giveaway, right? Yeah. So we have this one here, which has uh, the is that the crocus on one side, and then the no, uh, it's no, um, it's the logo, like the it's the snowflake snowflake um, thing icon from Frozen 2. The other side has Olaf and Sven as they appear in Wandering Oak and Sliding Sleighs, the attraction where Olaf is getting him to power the lift hill. A couple little snuggies. Yeah. But uh, we'll put a card in here. If you watch that food review video, yeah. uh, Tom does have a phrase you can say basically uh, on that video in the chat there or in the uh, yeah. comments there where you can win this. We'll, we'll send yeah. this to you. Yeah, to hit the like button and comment with that phrase, the phrase that pays. Oh, yeah, the phrase that and you, pays. And you can win this... Uh, what my shave This makes a lot out. more sense drinking. Are you drinking water or Sprite? Or it's water because I vodka? had soda, and then this wasn't attached to the table and fell into the soda, and I wore the soda, and then I was like, I'm switching to water. I'm, I'm over soda for the day now. All right. Well, I'm going to put this away. We plugged your video. Thanks. There's also the Honest Review. Good. Go watch that, too. There's a lot to watch. We're going we're gonna to get in. like the, you, the Honest Review is good supplementary content for this. Yeah. But I think you're going to talk about it a lot. But I think before we get to Hong Kong, yeah. China's big time in the news with Disney right now, right? So yeah. you okay? My mother's texting me. Oh. She said I had a funny monologue last night. You're welcome. <laughs> we, both, we both put like 50-50 on that. <laughs> I think we did a great job. Uh, but it's been in the news a lot lately, right? China and Disney, Bob Iger commented about the business. Yeah, he, it's um, the first time they've ever said anything of the sort that they're not super excited about the future in China. Basically what he said, regarding Disney's business prospects in China, Iger said he's optimistic about Shanghai Disney Resort and there are plans to expand relatively soon. But he continued, if you're asking me whether I'm optimistic as, if you're asking me whether I'm as optimistic as I once was about growing our business in China, the answer would be no. I think it's pretty obvious that issues between our countries Tensions have an impact on business, not just Disney's, but on other companies as well. 
I guess there's to some extent additional risk associated with Shanghai Disney Resort. I guess. Um, but not all the capital that we put in is ours. We have a partner there. That partner would be the Chinese government. It sure would, yeah. Uh, and so some of the risk is shared with a local entity. I'm not losing sleep over the risks that we're taking there at this point. But again, I think I'm somewhat sobered about the prospects of our company and other companies long term. People told him this before they built the park in Shanghai. So, like, we're all going to sit here and act surprised now? Like, I don't understand. Like, if I'm – I'm nobody, right? I am not a, a billionaire who runs the Walt Disney Company, nor am I a government official or anything of the sort that would have knowledge on this topic. But I no know No political enough. science degree, mm-hmm. no training I mean, I, in I do global have, I do have politics. A, I do have a degree in political science, but that's a different okay. story. That's one of my two degrees. Um, but <laughs> – but I knew enough in 2019. I was like, I want to go finish my last two parks. And I honestly like to do Shanghai before something happens. And maybe the park doesn't exist anymore. Now, if me, of all people, has that thought. I assume they at some point had someone, you know, risk management or something that came in and said, you know, this is a very real possibility. This is a risk you take, you know, that, that you know, communist China could – we could go to war or we could just have a general disagreement or a million different things could happen that would sour this business or the government might, you know, disagree with us at some point and just take the park away from us. And we really can't do it. Are you talking about Florida or China? Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, we're going to get a lot of hate mail for that. Um, no, there are some parallels perhaps. That, sadly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the whole thing is. How if, if I had that thought in 2019, there's no way they didn't have that thought, right? They took the risk. But I don't – look, I think the whole world looked at China that way before Shanghai Disney was even announced, right? It was an emerging market. It was growing very fast. And people asked like, oh, is there – there's probably money to be made there. And everyone rubbed their hands together like this, all these major corporations. But everyone knew what the risks were. They knew it wasn't right. stable at that point. It was just an emerging market where money could be made. And Disney, like, look, you're a multi-billion dollar corporation. And there's an opportunity in emerging market to make money in. Do you take that chance? You know, in a lot of other cases, probably. But this is not every other case, right? This is a, you know, you, you are an American-based company. You're, you're you know, uh, the founder of your company is looked at as a, a true American icon, a real patriot for this country, right? Like, Walt Disney bled red, white, and blue for sure. Real American company. Yeah. And you're going to go now get in business with a communist country in China. And there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of things that reflect poorly on you at that point, right? Let's not forget, um, you know, through all of this, when when China was detaining what Canadian journalists, right? That was right. a thing. That doesn't look good. You're an American company and you're you're doing business with a country that's detaining journalists from a a, a, a uh, you know ally country of the United States. It's not good. I think though uh, some of their risk is mitigated by the fact that they don't own all of this, right? They own forty three percent financially, um, but there's certainly a public relations risk, right. right? Right. But I think you have that risk anytime you build something big, right? They're yeah. government. China to a larger extent, yeah. but in general, wherever you do business, you're subject to the whims of the government in power yeah. at the time. Um, generally speaking, they've had a lot of success abroad or more recently, right? Depends. In Paris, the problems at Disneyland weren't related to the local government. No. Right? They're no, related but on the to road, the apathy of the On the, the road to audience. Shanghai, they had actually had a lot more 
uh, international failure than they had had success, right? Because Tokyo Disney's a huge success. Right. But then Hong Kong was a disaster. Yeah. Paris was a disaster. Yeah. And so everyone is like, well, we'll do Shanghai. And like, well, the last two didn't go so well. I mean, now Paris is doing well, but Hong Kong's still a problem. I think that when you talk about dollars and cents, though, that's what rules the day, right? At the end of the day, the everybody there. wants to get... Right. But it's very hard for them to resist. China has something like 1.4 billion people. For yeah. reference, that's like, yeah. I think, four, more than four times the size of the United States yeah. in terms of population. Yeah. That's a lot of money. But how much of that population can actually afford the ticket prices you're going to charge? Right? Well, we'll get to that because yeah. we know, right? That yeah. we, we know that people take even though their ticket prices are cheaper than they are here in Florida or even in California— they are. Uh, they represent a very large investment for a family yeah. to go to Tokyo Disneyland for the for the weekend. Basically, well, not Tokyo, Shanghai Disneyland yeah. for the weekend. Don't, don't Tokyo is very. We're affordable. not going to talk about Japan in this episode. No, That's I, a whole. I different apologize. Episode. Shanghai. Please so, don't lump them in with this. <laughs> so I think. In fact, I think they said like a. I don't know a a family to to go there for a weekend. It's like basically their monthly income, right? Yeah. Just to just park admission. Yeah. No, it's that's not buying. People. That's not buying food and no. souvenirs and You'll staying see in a hotel. Bring their own food. Yeah. What's that? You'll see people bring their own food, but like I said, like it's well documented. People take out loans to go to Shanghai Disney. That's a thing. Um, and in the other, really, I think the the other risk, the PR risk, more than just having a park that happens to be located in Shanghai. It's yeah. probably some of the things that happened uh, around the release of Mu- the Mulan live-action yeah, film. There that. was a lot that went on with this. Essentially, this, and I have some information. Also, Disney it. movies that have been censored in China since they built the Oh, park. sure. Yeah, sure. Spider-Man and all sorts of stuff. Uh, Mulan was partially filmed in the, boy, I'm going to butcher all these, Xinjiang Uyghur Don't worry, they're not region. watching. They're not allowed. In close proximity to <laughs> detention camps, for Uyghur Muslims, and Disney gave credit to publicity departments from of CPC Xinjiang Uyghur Autonomy Region Committee, among other entities. No, people didn't like that. No, people didn't like that. Essentially, what they no, who knows? I haven't seen these camps. I don't know. No. They are being compared to concentration camps. They are some sort of internment camp for an ethnic minority. Yeah. In, right. So you have that. Um, it's been. Um, hold on a second. They have, yeah, they, there were allegations of mass incarcerations, torture and abuse, forced sterilization, forced abortions, and much more. Yeah. They're all being denied by Chinese officials. But this is something even people that were in the movie yeah. were uh, – they were supporting the actions of the Hong Kong police during some unrest that was going yeah. on in Hong Kong during the time. I mean, this yeah. is a, a place that, you know, is unstable in some – I mean, it's not like they're on the verge yeah. of collapse, but in terms of – Things, you know, look what happened in Hong Kong. Yeah. The public erupted into, but this is, these are people, many of whom were raised with a westernized, very westernized government. Yeah, I mean, a majority um, of people in Hong Kong do not want to be part of China. Yeah, that's right. Not. So they were raised kind of with this under British, you know, laws and, yeah. and customs. Yeah. And then China takes over. And while they have some Western laws and things locally, they are still... Uh, administratively attached to and subordinate to yeah. People's Republic of China. But a totally different... So so this happens a lot where people... You bring up Hong Kong, people are like, oh, so you went to China. And I'm like, no. No, I no. did not. Like, it's completely different in that, you know, now they're under their control. Yeah, but I mean, you're talking about a, a country that had no free press versus a country that had a free press system. Right. And it's, it's, you know, Hong Kong was very much 
um, you know, a, a democracy, right? So right. So they're two very different things. Under, uh, but under the the uh, overarching theme here, yeah, are two Disney parks. There are. There are, you know, obviously, um, the first there was Hong Kong, kind of a boutique park, you could say, right? Not designed to handle... Do you want to talk about the history? We could talk about the history. Um, do you want to do Shanghai first or Hong Kong first? Oh, Hong Kong's where the story starts, so we have to start at Hong okay. Kong. Let's start from the very beginning. Yeah. Okay. So the Hong Kong government comes to Disney and says, we would like to build a Disney park, but we want you to promise us if we do this, you're not going to build one in mainland China. You're not right. going to build one in Shanghai. And Disney goes, oh, yeah, we will... We won't do that. We won't do that. Right. Um, so they go in a partnership, right? Um, pretty much half and half. Um, the, with, with I think it's similar to Shanghai, though, right? It's like 43, 57 or something. It's something like that, yeah. I think it's, it's 51, 49 even. Um, I don't know offhand. But um, so a number of, of, you know, the government and a number of businesses go, go in with Disney on this to build this park. Now, Disney at that point, this is the point at which they've decided they don't really see the theme park business as as a highlight. They're spending less money on it, right? This is the era of the three worst parks they've 2000, ever... Early 2000s or 2005. Yeah. This is, is the that... period in which they built the three worst parks they ever built. Which Walt Disney Studios sequence, Park. Walt, uh, Disney California Adventure opens yeah. in 2001. Mm -hmm. They open Walt Disney Studios Paris in 2002. And then this follows in 2005. And these are parks built on the cheap with very little to do. And the attractions that were built were built not to standards, right? Um, to the point at which um, Hong Kong Disneyland could have been even, the Hong Kong Disneyland open, it was a flop. It was terrible. People hated yeah. it because they cut corners. But the funny thing is, is how much Imagineers had to fight to, to salvage what even is there, right? So the castle at one point was flat. It was a series of flats. It at was one like point, streets of streets of America. Kind of. Yeah. But at one point there was like a small world version that was Mary Blair-esque, but it was all, you know, because you can hide a lot in that style, right? Yeah. It's like it's kind of like Michael Graves' architecture, right? You can, once the world realized, they're like, oh, that's really, that's a cool art style. But also, you can build things in that art style very cheaply. Yeah. Um, and they realized that with the Mary Blair stuff. And so there was a period, I think art is out there, of this Mary Blair-esque castle. But they fought and fought. And eventually, I think they landed on what they could do effectively with the money they had was rebuild Disneyland. So yeah. they built Disneyland's Main Street pretty much verbatim, and out of Sleeping wood. Beauty Castle out of wood. Yeah, I read that. Is yeah, it? it's not concrete oh, buildings; really? it's made out of wood. Oh, okay. It's like when they built the other. So they built it the way Disneyland built saddles, it, like where they built the whole <laughs> the town, fake, like the fake well, built town. the second yeah. fake Rock Ridge. There it is in Hong yeah. Kong. Yeah. Um, so I didn't even know that, but I yeah. believe it. Yeah. Um, and that's, I mean, that's what that would have been built out of in 1955, no? Yeah. Yeah, it probably was very... But they I was just to, thinking... They had to go back and rebuild all of Main Street over the years yeah. at Disneyland, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I mean, that's why that's a, that's verbatim. Um, but then a number of the other attractions are clones, right? So the, the other thing that happened was Space Mountain. Um, so Space Mountain in Hong Kong is the, it's the Disneyland Space Mountain. But what was funny is that became a combined budget thing with Disneyland because Disneyland, um, very infamously, the ride broke in 2003 
and they had to jump a couple uh, jump ahead a couple months in that refurb. But they essentially the Space Mountain that opened at Disneyland in two thousand five is an entirely new ride. It's all new track. It's all new vehicles. It's all new because maintenance was so bad at the time that they ran Space Mountain into the ground. But basically, they ordered two. So there's one for Hong Kong and one for uh, Disneyland in Anaheim. Another fun thing to decorate, the, the queue is very sparse in Hong Kong. One thing they have in the load area, the only prop to look at, there's this big thing that looks kind of like a, uh, almost like a telescope. Okay. It's repurposed. It's from the closed Disney Quest in Chicago because, oh, again, boy. there was no money to do anything. People forget that there was, there was Disney Quest in Chicago for like two years. It opened and closed very quickly. It became a furniture. It's a big furniture store now. Oh, good for them. Yeah. It's a growth industry. Um, what else? Also, like, there was a big fight. Tim Delaney fought with them to put Space Mountain where he felt it should go, beyond the berm, beyond the train, uh, beyond the where the train went. Um, and he said he tried to convince them, look, it doesn't actually – uh, it doesn't actually cost more to do this. It'll look better. It'll look right. And they just were like, no, it actually, we think it costs more and blah, blah, blah. And it was a big fight about it. And then they still built Space Mountain in the, like, the wrong spot. It's kind of off to the side, and it kind of blocks any future expansion. Um, it's real. There's a lot of – and their Jungle Cruise. It, the Jungle Cruise is awful. Oh, yeah. It's, it's all flat. It's just basically they threw animal figures wherever – like just all over the place. Like if you just told me you gave me a week and had me build it in yeah. the studio and I went and bought flats. Yeah, and it was so bad that I believe I believe it was Skip Lang, God rest his soul, great former Imagineer. I believe he was one of the people that fought for it. I, I don't know who else was involved. But they knew the Jungle Cruise was so bad that they they went into Michael Eisner. They took it up to Eisner and went, could we please have a little more money? We would like to do an original ending for the Hong Kong Jungle Cruise. And look, we got it to a point where it's really not going to cost that much more. We believe we can deliver it at this price. Can we please do it? And they let them. And it's that whole finale. They have a whole special finale where there's like a – I don't remember exactly what the story is. I didn't write it this trip. But um, essentially you anger some sort of god and um, there's this giant fish mouth in the rockwork and fire forms on top of the water and there's an explosion That's of water. Cool. The fish god then has this explosion of water that covers. It's a super cool ending. It's The rest of the ride is awful. But like those are the things they fought for to at least have the park have something in it on opening day. And then they spent essentially the next seven or eight years just trying to put more stuff in the park because people complained there wasn't anything good nor enough to do. Um, it was a it's small, train wreck. And it was designed to be small. It was designed to have a second park. Yeah, but originally they said, hey, we, our goal is like 5.6 million visitors a year for comparison. Yeah. Magic Kingdom's like 17 million yeah. a year. Uh, it's like 68 acres. Magic Kingdom is 107 acres. Yeah. So we're talking about small goals that they still executed. Well, poorly. yeah, but how much is that? Is it Disney misguided? The Hong Kong government, right? Because we have – there is well-documented proof that even before Hong Kong opened, they were already working on Shanghai. I I personally own plans that are dated before the opening of Hong Kong for Shanghai. So they pulled – Disney pulled an okey-doke on so the Disney Hong Kong didn't, Yeah, partners. Disney didn't want to spend the money, right? So they yeah. convinced them like, oh, you want to have like a small regional Disneyland that does this much attendance and only has this many rides and blah, blah, blah. Knowing all along that they they – probably financially didn't believe in Hong Kong Disneyland and were like, well, someday we'll do the mainland park and that's where the real money will be. So like Disney management screwed them over. Right. Um, but 
What's funny, what happened is I think Bob Iger came in and, and, and management changed so much that I think people had a conscience suddenly yeah. about how things turned out. And they spent the next couple of years really working hard to improve that park, right? Pretty instantaneously, um, Autopia and the, like, the little Tomorrowland expansion happened. And then they got to work on what was the big deal at the time was essentially trying to fix the three garbage parks, right? So DCA, Walt Disney Studios, Paris, and that, there were... Plans formed pretty immediately once Bob Iger came in to fix all three of those. And um, that plan in Hong Kong quickly became Toy Story Land, Mystic Point, and Grizzly Gulch, which right. two of those lands are two of the absolute best in any Disney park and two of the best attractions Disney has certainly done since Walt Disney passed away, I believe. Uh, the park does consist of eight themed areas, Main Street USA, Fantasyland, Adventureland. It opened with four, by the way. Yeah, Adventureland. <laughs> Tomorrowland, and then the ones they've added, Grizzly Gulch, Mystic Manor, Toy Story Land, and World of Frozen, yeah. right? So uh, World of Frozen obviously just open. Which you could uh, all you could tell they're added because you have to leave the park to go to all of them. Do you really? So the, the park wasn't was built too small with no and what, what Tim was trying to do in Tomorrowland was like then you leave this spot for future expansion. If you build Space Mountain out here, you have all this room in here to yeah. do more, and they didn't do that. So Autopia even left the berm. Autopia went out b past the train immediately. Well, well, but, I mean, there's there's building things outside the berm, which they've done at Disneyland. And they such. have, like, Toontown, you go out there, but... You, the Haunted Mansion, you go outside the berm. But Pirates okay, of the Caribbean, these you are go outside the berm. four full lands. Yeah. Four full lands outside of the berm. So you have to go out under the train in Adventureland to go to Grizzly, which then goes to Mystic and Toy Story. Then you have to come back down and under and up into Fantasyland. But you don't have to re-swipe a ticket. Go, no. I thought you meant you had to leave the park. But then you have to go through yeah. Fantasyland, and then you have to go back down under the train again into Frozen, and then you come back. Small World on that side, too. Like, it's getting to the point where more of that park is almost beyond the train than there is in the train circle, which is insane. That does sound a little odd. You talk about the two attractions. The two attractions we have, Mystic Manor, first of all, is oh, yeah. celebrated by everyone. Even me, who I've never been on it, but I've yeah. certainly watched videos. It certainly looks like an amazing attraction. We kind of touched on it in the last episode. You, I believe you, you just mentioned it. Yeah. We talked about how it was kind of, if you love this magic that they create, yeah. where you take the things you love about the Haunted Mansion and Pirates of the Caribbean and add modern imagineering yeah. uh, technology and imagination to it, and you kind of start yeah. to get there, right, with a, with, a wire, with a trackless ride similar to Honey Hunt, and you add all that together and you have something that's truly magical and memorable. You have the only thing I think that's opened in the last 20-something years that feels like Mansion and Pirates and Journey into Imagination and all those sorts of classic, you know, Disney attractions, like the hallmarks of the 60s, 70s, and 80s, mm -hmm. it feels like it belongs with that group, but it is built with modern technology, right? That was only, that was the first time Disney themselves built a trackless ride of that kind, right? Obviously, we could talk about Great Movie Ride and Universe Energy, but it's a very different But thing. I mean, I think w one analog to it could be, in a way, in Japan, the, the Beauty and the Beast, the uh, Enchanted Tales of Belle, right? Yeah. I think where there is a kind of jaw-dropping special effect, yeah. you're in a trackless vehicle. I don't 
I've only watched videos of this. I I think it's really cool. There's some moments, there's some beats they might miss on it, but in general, like yeah. a very cool attraction. I think that's the closest thing I would compare it to. But a lot of people yeah. haven't been on. I haven't been on that either, so I don't know if I can compare. Well, I compare I don't it know if to they Rise. I mean, I don't. Rise doesn't feel the same, but Rises. I mean, it, you can't say Rise isn't great. If Just, you rode Rise, if if you go to to Disney and you get on that, and nobody's been on it before, and you all ride Rise, you get off and you look at each other, you go, that was. That it's, was pretty freaking cool. It's great. Cool. When it all works, it's That great. was pretty yeah. cool, right? It may not it may not have that sort of staying power that Haunted yeah. Mansion does, but they're different things. Cool. Rise right. is still great, but they're if you're a Disney fan, there are what I would consider like they're Disney attractions. They they have a right. heart and soul and you feel things when you experience them. And that's Mansion and Pirates and you know the original Journey to Imagination and Horizons and it's it's those rides where you actually feel it's a great movie ride. Spaceship Earth even. Spaceship Earth. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's Mystic is one of those where I was actually like tearing up at the end where I was like god they can still do it. If you let them build something original and let them be creative, they can still accomplish all the magic that they accomplished when Walt Disney was alive or when they were achieving his last great dream in Epcot Center or whatever. I think and I think often it's misinterpreted when we when we are critical of things that WDI is putting out is not necessarily of the cap- capabilities and capacity of the people there. Yeah. It's often that the people who are running it are the ones who have best been able to take something and chop it down to a limited budget attraction. And maybe those yeah. are the people that, you know, the, look, those people are valuable to have in any organization. I wish we had someone right now that could help us mold the organization into a leader meter fighting machine. Yeah. But also there are these people that can do these other things mm-hmm. that exist. And if you let them run wild, they can create amazing yeah. experiences. And and I think Mystic Manor, I, look, I don't know what the budget for that attraction was. It but probably wasn't earth shattering. Yeah, I don't honest. think. Like you look at it, you're like, I think it was done with people that were. They just let people be creative. They let yeah. creative people be creative, and come up with something that worked. And I mean, I don't know anything about uh, Grizzly Gulch. You know, that's you what I get forever. Everyone's that? always like, oh, I can't wait to ride Mystic, and I'm like, don't forget about Big Grizzly Mountain Runaway Mine Cars. And they're like, I didn't even know that was there. And it's so sad because it's such a fun ride. Wait, so someone based a roller coaster on a runaway mine car? I think it's the best one. In the world? I like it better than the Big Thunders, if I'm being honest. Well, remember, we I, on one of our episodes, the Wigs let us know that there are Wikipedia pages dedicated to nothing but roller coasters themed after runaway mine cars. Yeah. It was apparently a big fear back in the 1800s. Wow. Anyway. Yeah, but like, oh my god! Like, don't get me wrong. I love the Big Thunder in Paris, the one that they absolutely got right. I love that one. But B- Grizzly is. So, I I have an affinity for animatronic bears. Right, that's a thing already. And so the fact you built, look, look. I'm I not like, saying a word. I like the Expedition Everest. Tom's into bears. I only fake I, ones. What I like about Everest, I like the ride system of Everest. Right, I like that it has the ability to go forward and backward. I like that. The things I don't like about Everest, number one, you know, without the Yeti, I don't think it's a very strong attraction. And number two, I, I think the backwards part is nauseating. I don't like the backwards part. I think it's part. too intense. So what they did, again, because the Asian market, and, and people have argued this with me, and, and I'll clarify a little bit. I think the Asian market definitely prefers, more widespread prefers less thrill. 
They don't want something. Don't get me wrong. There are definitely parks in Asia that have big thrill, giant roller coasters, some even bigger than stuff we have in the U.S., right? Fuji Q in, in Japan, an example of that. But far and wide, a far greater majority of the theme park going public in Asia likes a more mild thrill that's proven by attendance and yeah. success and all of these. Well, factors. I think what I've heard from others is, uh, particularly about Japan, but a society where you sort of suppress your inner self, right, for yeah. the sa sake of conformity. Mm -hmm. And they like to go to these places to, where they could be you themselves could scream and kind on of scream coaster, their heads yeah. off on anything. Yeah. So they might be screaming their head off on something that we don't find to be a particularly thrilling attraction. It might just be part of that catharsis of letting go. Yeah. It may not be that they're actually terrified of it. I thought that, but then we've talked to people in these countries and people – there's people that legitimately told me. They're like, no, the wandering oak and sliding sleighs. Like I was I was holding on real tight. Like Not no, for long. For, <laughs> not for long, <laughs> but I was holding on real tight. And so it's, it's a thing, right? Tower of Terror – People less people ride that when they when they annually will switch over to the the scarier version. Um, so Tower of Terror in in Tokyo will essentially change to the thrill level of like Guardians Mission Breakout right. every like January. It's more bouncy, thing. less folly. No, that, it's just more of both. Yeah. Like just more airtime. Yeah. The version that runs regularly is the tamest Tower of Terror ever. Like slowest drop speed. It's like actually shortest being in an profile. Elevator. Like if you actually go into an elevator and I equate it to being in an elevator in a skyscraper. If you ever go to like Empire State Building or something like that, mm -hmm. and the elevator's that fast, that's all you feel on the normal Tower of Terror in Tokyo. But when they notch it up, it's like, oh, now it's not only is it the best themed yeah. Tower of Terror, now it's actually the it's the let's most talk about, fun. Let's also. talk about elevators. Let's get off topic. We didn't talk about we didn't talk about Grizzly yet. I don't want to. Uh, but uh, but you, Grizzly you already inspired. doesn't get respect. Yeah, be inspired. You have look the weirdest elevators I've been in. St. Louis, the Gateway Arch. Yeah, it's like a little capsule you get in almost. Yeah. You have um, also in New where York. does it go to on the arch? To the, it kind of it's a capsule because it kind of goes up in a in a curve and you get it to the top and you can stand up there and there's look out like the a thing on top. Yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. even know that. I had yeah, no you idea. can stand in there and look out the window. There's oh, windows. I had no idea. Yeah, uh, I, I did it when I was young, so I don't know how they do it now. But that's how they do it when I was a kid. It was like you got in a little kind okay, of, kind of a you got into a dryer, right? Uh, then you have obviously Empire State Building. You touched on One World or whatever One World Observatory, the the Freedom Tower, oh, One World Trade, yeah. Uh, yeah, One World Trade Center. That one super fast and really yeah. cool because they have these LED walls and they show New York like yeah. through a timeline of like when it's kind of swampland and then a few buildings and then the you know, what it is now. City, by the time yeah. you get to the top, you see the whole thing. Yeah, and then another really scary elevator is Marriott Marquis in New York. Any of those things where you are in a glass elevator looking at, they have one Grand Cypress here, or whatever it's called now, the, the uh, Hyatt Regency, where you're in a glass elevator, but you're in a big atrium that's f 40 stories high or whatever yeah. it is in New York, and you're up there. And when that thing goes up, it's kind of, it's moving along pretty good, and you're kind of rising or falling as it may yeah. be. It's, it's, it's not for the faint of heart. Okay. Anyway, you can go back to Grizzly Gulch. Grizzly, Grizzly Gulch deserves love and respect, and it's going to get it today. Um, so be. it's the Everest ride system, but made for a family coaster, which is super fun. So you go up a lift hill and down, you go around a bit, and then you go up another lift hill and a, a wire snaps, and then there's a backwards portion, and then... But it's not like the backward portion of, 
of Expedition Everest no. where it's just like you're going, all right, all right, that's enough. No, that's en- it's way yeah. slower and yeah. more fun, I think. Uh, and then the culminating scene, it's really charming. It's this a mother, a mama bear and a baby bear, and they're trying to reach for fish. Like one of the uh, miners was cooking fish on a on a wire. Yeah. And um, the bears are leaning on a on a plunger. And so accidentally when the mom the mom's reaching for the fish and accidentally leans on the plunger and the mine explodes and you shoot out of it. And then the end scene is the mom and the baby in the mine cart they were in. They got blown out of the mine, too. And they're eating the fish now cooked from the explosion. <laughs> the little smoke coming off the yeah, fish. It's yeah, it's super cute. It's such a fun and charming ride. The land is really pretty. I love the mountain. It's shaped like a bear. Way better job than Grizzly Peak did at DCA. Um, it's a really cute, charming ride. I love it. I think it's classic Disney and not to be slept on. Well, you talk about beauty. I think having seen a lot of pictures and videos from this park, it is geographically the most beautiful Disney Absolutely. park. Yeah. Mountains in the background, yeah. green. I don't know if you call them mountains. We showed it on the last very show. Very tall hills yeah. it, right behind the castle. Look, that yeah. castle is a stunner, too. They They replaced the... We talked about they had the, the flat one. castle. They have the castle magical dreams. But looking at it, it's stunning. It's beautiful. I don't know that it has the classic beauty of the you know castle I in don't Paris. Like it. You don't like it? Well, it has elements that look like like Prince of Persia or something. Like you it's know, some because cool, they tried to represent every princess, right? So there's right. a little there's like a turret for each princess essentially. Yeah. But I think it is beautiful, especially compared to what was there before. No. No, the flat. I I think the regular Sleeping Beauty Castle with this giant mountain behind it was super. Like it's a charming park. It's small and intimate. Yeah. And, um, you know, I tried to like the new castle, and the more I looked at it, I'm like, uh, the only time I was like, now I get it was momentous. The the nighttime projection and fireworks. Is every show just going to end in OUS now? Yeah, it seems harmonious. To be the thing. Momentous, wondrous, wondrous luminous. Yeah. I think that's what put them all in a group. I think it was a cutesy thing, Disney Live Entertainment and Imagineering Dead, where it's like this is the current generation, and so it's they're all getting. It's like Epcot using the word names. refreshment for everything. Well, yeah, refreshment port, thing. refreshment stand, refreshment. Output. I think it's cute. I, I like that they're all of like one generation, and they all have the OUS. It's less cute when some of them are bad, um, but we're gonna um, find out on Tuesday. Watching Momentous and then seeing what the castle was doing with the projections, I'm like, this is definitely, like, this was designed with the intent of we know we're going to projection map this and we know we're going to do a show on it and what are the things we want to be. What have we learned from having to projection map a bunch of pre-existing castles? What have we learned? What are the surfaces or things we would like to be able to play with in a projection show, let's make sure those elements are on this castle since it's the first one we're it's building. It's a highly dimensional castle. There's yeah. a lot of nooks and crannies. In there's it. a lot. There's a big flat surface at the top, yeah. um, which the coolest thing was that that weird oblong double window in the yeah. center. The coolest thing was that momentous. The theme is I love the theme, which is it's like the story of life. It's it's like from birth until death and there beyond. There used to be a whole pavilion of that at Epcot. Yeah. So it's it's the story of your life from like from when you're born to when when people pass away. Um and so they call it the it's I think they call it the show of a lifetime and I'm like that's a brilliant tagline. Like it's it, in that yeah. it's a great show but also it is literally a show about 
your your lifetime. But the coolest thing is in that window, like the countdown of the show, they have a pendulum with the, the swinging the clock pendulum mm-hmm. swinging back and forth, counting down to the show. And I was like, it does kind of look like a grandfather clock. That's really cool. Um, so I don't think the castle's pretty, but I think momentous in a lot of ways makes up for it because they use it really well. I, th- I think it's pretty. I think it's pretty. You know, when you see it in person, you judge. I, I, in, yeah, I haven't been there. In photos, I was like, I think it's okay. I remember we went. It was under construction last time I went. Uh, last two times I went. So I never got to see in full the original castle, right? I got to see a little bit of it behind tarps with the mountain. They hadn't started going vertical really in 2019. But when I went in 2020, most of the new castle was there. And I remember we got you get to the side view, and it's like, oh, my God, the castle's like this it's Is this it? thin because you built on top of Sleeping Beauty Castle. What are you going to do? Yeah. And I just remember thinking like, oh, the scale is real bad. But um, it's not so bad for Main Street. I just don't think it's pretty. I don't like it. I don't know. But they they do like a, a pretty decent nighttime spectacular there. They do the full Despite fireworks on the mountain. Despite that they can't do like full, they can't do full fireworks. So a lot like all the it's other like parts. It's like 4th of July in it's Oregon. It's that low. It's like that. Six feet off the ground. It's like all that low level stuff, right? So the stuff you'll see a lot in Paris and and. Um, yeah. Tokyo. Well, no, Tokyo's no Tokyo, drones. Tokyo shows are bad. The fireworks from Tokyo are awful. No, no, they had drones for the for the Christmas tree. Oh, the Christmas tree lighting. So that they're now the second Disney resort to have a regularly operating drone show. That's pretty um, cool. Which will upload. Maybe by the time you watch this, it'll be it'll be uploaded on the channel. I keep forgetting to upload it. Um, but no, and moment. But momentous. I think of the projection shows. Right of the shows that are not. Real full fireworks shows, which a real full fireworks show would be Wondrous Journeys, Happily Ever After. Right. Those, they can do full fireworks shows. They're not prohibited, right? Right. Um, but of the projection shows, which would be like Disney Dreams, um, would be the former show there, Illuminations in Paris, um, you know, of, of those shows, Celebrate Tokyo Disneyland, any of those, I think it's one of, if not the best, projection show they've done. It's really stunning. Do they? I, it's hard to tell from a perspective standpoint. That mountain you see behind the castle, how close? How big is that? And how close is it? It's to- very big, and you get when you go to the back of the park, it feels like you're pretty close. Yeah. Um, so uh, I like their Toy Story Land not because of its contents, because it's the same junk that they all are. Um, but what's cool about their Toy Story Land is because you've you've gone under the train, you've sunk in a couple feet. And then there's just this giant mountainside. Uh, so you feel small to begin with. Yeah. So that combined with the oversized toys, like I'm like, this is the one Toy Story Land I think feels right. The rest of them, I'm like, uh. But at least that one feels correct where it was built. But no, it's, it's, a, big, it's a big set of mountains. They're, they're, they're quite big. And then it's I don't have the elevation in front Scope of, of the resort, hotels, all the the whole nine three, yards, three hotels. three hotels and and a park and a lot of abandoned space in between. So there's like a there's a hotel pad. Is there like a a deluxe, a moderate, and a value? Is there one no. is definitely better than all? I the mean, the others? Hong Kong Disneyland Hotel is basically the Grand Floridian, and that's the most expensive. Okay. And then Explorers Lodge is definitely priced a little higher than Hollywood, but probably not much in my experience. Maybe they're even the same. Um, but I've, I've never stayed at the Hong Kong Disneyland Hotel. I've stayed at Explorers Lodge and I've stayed at the Hollywood Hotel. Explorers Lodge is my favorite Disney hotel on earth. 
Is that just because of the theme, or is it like just that high quality? The rooms are very. The quality's nice. The rooms are for the price too. Yeah. It's not incredibly expensive. The rooms are really pretty. The hotel is gorgeous. It's basically Animal Kingdom Lodge. You take away the real world out of Animal Kingdom Lodge. You take away the animals, and you add in this sort of fanciful. Disney Explorer themes. So you celebrate Does it have like, like a, a sea tie-in or no? Kind of. Yeah. I mean, yeah, a, a sea aesthetic bit. or are there actual like um, actual like, sea tie-ins? It's like a celebrate, no actual sea tie-ins, but it's like a celebration more so of Disney Explorers, right? So um, there's all these exotic locales. So there's like a section that's kind of themed to India, which is Jungle Book inspired. There's a South America section that's definitely inspired by Up um, yeah. and, and, and stuff like that. Lion King section. And so it celebrates these exotic locales, but the art throughout the hotel really celebrates. There's a lot of Mark Davis, a lot of Mark Davis throughout, a lot of like Disney jungles and Disney, you know. And so there's this big mural at the check-in desk with a giant propeller on the wall. And um, I need to see that. The next time they make even the most minor change in Hong Kong, I think WWNT readers really need me to go out there and and cover that, I think. See what we can do. We'll see about Shanghai later, but... Yeah. This is a must-do, I think. No, Explorer's Lodge is – I love it. Look, like Miracosta in Japan is, is spectacular, and I love Animal Kingdom Lodge and Wilderness Lodge here. But there's something about Explorer's Lodge where it takes it takes that incredible layout and design of Wilderness and Animal Kingdom Lodge, and it adds in like that, that Disney – I don't know. It adds like fun Disney to it, and it works – for some reason it works really well. Um, and it's no knock on Animal Kingdom Lodge, which is still probably my number two, but there's something about adding that little bit of fun in, right? Like all of Animal Kingdom Lodge is very serious. Yeah. It's a very serious theme, right? Wilderness Lodge has a little more fun because it's, they're like, we're not playing with someone else's culture. This is our culture. So we can, we can have cartoon bears and Mickey on a totem pole and we can have this and we can have that and it's fine. At Animal Kingdom Lodge, it's like, well, we're, you know, we're white people playing with African culture. We need to be respectful of this and do it in a respectful way. And that's great. Look, I love Animal Kingdom Lodge, but there's, there's something nice about taking what is a really great hotel that works wonderfully and cutting it loose and being like, we don't have these, we don't have to be held back by this theme. We can go in a different direction and we can have a lot of fun. And that fun includes like, put in a blimp in a display case and the blimp is called the dream finder. And so there's whole sections of the hotel where on the tag by your door, it says the dream finder and it shows a blimp. It's definitely not made for the local audience. That's made for like the, the diehard fans around the world who are going to come there. Cause I, I would assume a majority of the local audience has no idea who the dream finder is and there's no meaning yeah. to that. So the accommodations themselves, very Western or are these yeah. distinctly, no, they're Western. Hong Kong, pretty, it's pretty yeah, much like being in Florida. They're all very, very much American hotels, yeah. Because I know in Japan they are very nice, but they're also distinctly Japanese in some ways. Like from the, the slippers and pajamas they give you and the, well, you the way this, that their bathrooms are set yeah. up where they kind of have a a wet room, basically. That's like, yeah. you know, a shower and bathtub type of area yeah. that's well, here, here's the distinctly thing. different from we the way say, we were doing. We say robes and, and slippers and all of that is... Is not American hotel style. It used to be. Yeah. That's Those fair. are all things we did that everyone kind of borrowed. And now we as a country are so into cost cutting that we got rid of those things, right? So the things that are missing from here are still very much in not only the Disney hotels in Asia, but the Disney hotels in Europe, right? 
postcards, having postcards and stationery for you to write on, or you can just take yeah. them home. Having slippers, right? When I did, now every hotel room. The toothbrush room, thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, the, and the hotel in Paris, like all the, the custom bottles and everything, right? Yeah. Even Cheyenne and Santa Fe, all the, the rinky-dink ones have, have you know, special shampoo bottles with Lightning McQueen or, or Bullseye and Woody on them. You mean them. Flash McQueen. Flash McQueen, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and, and the slippers, right? If you get a suite in Paris, like when I did the Avengers suites, or all the hotel New York Art of Marvel suites, they all came with different slippers, right? So that's it's just a thing we've gotten rid of here. It's not a thing they've gotten rid of everywhere else. So it's not necessarily an Asian hotel thing. Now, the shower and such in both Shanghai yeah. and Hong Kong, the bathrooms are very much American. They're, they're, okay. they're like us. Because I know in Japan, they just... I can watch a room tour of a Japanese yeah. hotel and I can be like, this is probably Japan. They're just the yeah. little touches that are the a little bit different. The shower's going to be the way essentially that they on the, the floor, the, right. outside the tub. Yeah, even at yeah. the nicer hotel. Yeah. It's going to be like, but then if you stay at the Celebration Hotel in Japan, that is full, full blown Japanese hotel. That is in no way. I don't way. even stay at the Celebration Hotel here. It's like a mile <laughs> away. But yeah, no, everything about that, because they, they, that was a hotel they bought and converted. Yeah. Um, so it's still very Japanese in every way, shape, and form. But but I would dare say the the Toy Story, Miracosta, Ambassador, and Disney Tokyo Disneyland Hotel are all they're mostly in a style that will Americans will be accustomed to. But probably where they deviate the most is the bathroom. Yeah. yeah. Um, and before we go back into the park, just because people are interested in visiting this, is this oh, easy? You see what the wigs are. Is this though. easy from from? Like flying in to getting there yeah. and transportation is simple. Everyone's as close to transportation. nearly everyone is fluent. The signs are in English. My my cab driver was was uh, fluent. So as far as getting there, right there's there's plenty of flight options from the U.S. There's tons of places you can go from. Um, there's lots of good airlines. I've I've done um, in the past. I've done Delta. I just did um, Delta Partner Korean Air. They were great. The planes are a little dated. But super comfortable, great service. I really love them. Um, I would definitely fly with them again. Uh, and and that was in co and I flew coach, if you will. It's not called that anymore. But um, there was a ton of space in coach. I was comfortable, and I'm a bigger guy. Um, but th they were great. Um, but as far as getting to the park from the airport, you can wait for the train if you want. The cab, the taxi ride is going to be twelve to eighteen bucks, and takes all of probably 12 minutes. Okay. I would just suggest that instead of the train, especially if you're probably coming from here, you probably have a decent amount of luggage. You're probably going yeah. somewhere other than Hong Kong or at least are going to be there for a while. So I would suggest yeah. the taxi. Is this is pretty crazy. close to all the stuff you would want to do in Hong Kong too? I, I realize you didn't the have time The city's just visit. across it's the just, bay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you could. You take you one could. of those little junks across the bay and. You could, but yeah. you could have effectively could, your home base of operation could be one of the Hong Kong Disney hotels, and you could just take the train. Yeah. Uh, the train station is right at the park. You could take that train, you know, you could connect into the city or wherever you'd like to go. Does now. the train go to the hotels too? or No, to, just the park, but the, the park has a shuttle service. Okay. They have big coach buses that'll take you to But the in park general, it sounds like train. it's pretty easy to navigate, Super understand easy. what's going on, yeah. and plan your trip. And again, almost everyone's fluent. It's, it's, it's a... Um, I would say one of the... Of the international parks, maybe... The most Western. Well, no. No, I'm just trying to think if it's the easiest to do or not. Paris might be easier. Paris will cost you more, though, especially if you're staying on site. But Hong Kong might might be the 
if it's not the easiest, it's the second easiest to go to. I would say even easier than Tokyo, but you know, you get a lot more out of Tokyo, I think. So now you went to World of Frozen. Yeah. Um, and you do have a food review that which we can watch, obviously. We've already told people. And a to whole go honest check out. review of the But like how is the food in general? Is it weird? Is it you gotta be adventurous to eat there? Or are you There's some weird, but you'll definitely find stuff that that you know, if you're not if you're picky, you'll find stuff. I will warn you if you're vegan, you're probably out of luck. Um, they have like ve- more vegetarian. They have than vegetarian, vegan, right? Yeah. So, like in the Frozen review, my favorite item from Golden Crocus was that vegetarian uh, pasta, the mushroom pasta. Mm. But that's very much not vegan because it's full of cheese. It's a lot of it had eggs too, right? Cheese. For, yeah, yeah. yeah, but it's, you they could take the egg off and be fine. But um, yeah, they can't. I don't think they have a replacement sauce for you. So you may be out of luck. You may be able to find vegetables somewhere. I don't really know, but, um, yeah, I mean, I did the, um, I would also highly recommend the, the, um, explorers, the explorers club buffet. That's not at the explorers lodge. The explorers club is a restaurant adjacent to mystic manor in mystic point where Eric, much to, to your joy, well, you'll find a number of props from the adventurers club. Oh, that's have great. Have been repurposed. Yeah, masks and things of that Can you, sort. Do they have alcohol in the park? Um, supposedly only during one particular season, they had a beer cart as part of a festival. Not a great bourbon list at Hong Kong Disney. No, so even when we went in 2019, there was one bar on all of property operating. Oh, boy. And it was only the bar at the Hollywood Hotel. But now um, there's definitely alcohol at all three hotels again. Not in the park, though. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Unless that seasonal Halloween beer cart comes back, then 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 yes, it'll be there. All right. Uh, so World of Frozen, like I said, we have the review. We have your yeah. honest review. I don't want to waste can watch time that. here. Yeah. We don't want to talk just about World of Frozen, yeah. but in general, the park is this. I love it. I don't. I, I'm not into ranking because obviously yeah. this has one of the best attractions in the world. So it's worth going to, even yeah. if the park ranks low. Yeah. Uh, this is I would I would imagine that you rank this park somewhere above, um, it's somewhere in the middle, right? I would yeah. say above above like Walt Disney Studios, above yeah. uh, you know probably Shanghai, Shanghai, it's definitely above Shanghai for me. Yeah, I don't um, know how they I'd rank put it the rest. Above Epcot, especially right now. Yeah. Current the Epcot of the last several years, I would put it above yeah. current Epcot. Yeah, so I know Epcot is one of your least favorite parks now. Yeah, yeah, has become. So I don't like it. I just don't. I don't like it. I don't think there's enough. Isn't that sad? It used to be do. my favorite. If you yeah, ask Cosmic my favorite Rewind's park, I can great, never but make it my mind. you know, I know people are going to be like, "Let's have Cosmic Rewind." If if you ask me, if you're going to ask me what I'd rather go on, if it's Cosmic Rewind or Mystic Manor, I'm going to pick Mystic Manor every time, right? Like Cosmic Rewind is super fun, right? And it's great. Like, look, same thing. I love Space Mountain, right? Space Mountain's great. I'm never going to pick Space Mountain over Pirates of the Caribbean or Haunted Mansion. And, and the same with Guardians. I'm not going to pick that over Mystic Manor or something. So people are drag racing in celebration. There they go. Someone did comment last episode, I think, that they could see the reflection of traffic yeah. on this story. Yeah, sorry, but we don't have I didn't curtains see that guy. And we're not installing them because they're, they're, you know. We may adjust the set as time ceiling. goes on, but yeah. you see we have a, a different table this week. Yeah. Who knows if this will stay. But um, I forget what I was talking about. Oh, like like I like Cosmic Rewind. It's super fun, but I'm never going to – I like things that are rich in theme and storytelling and physical sets. Like that's 
that's the Disney I love. I, I love when there's just these immersive sets and you feel like you're lost in a world. Um, like, you know, really fun thrill rides have their place, but that's never going to be the thing I pick over, you know, those those hallmarks of what the Disney theme park experience is supposed yeah, to I be. Yeah, I get it. Someone commented on a recent episode when we, we talked about Cosmic Rewind, like, oh, they didn't invent the spinning coaster, which is true. Um, but they said, oh, well, like, Gringotts has been doing that. You know, it... it I think that is not really the same Gringotts thing. Gringotts is not barely any apples. coaster. It barely has coaster portions. Right. It's basically a dark ride. Yeah. But, I mean, Gringotts, though, I don't like all the screen effects and stuff. But what they got is the theme. Like, the yeah. theming of all that stuff. And the Diagon Alley and everything. Like the that, that is what people, I think, yeah. um, love now about Universal. Universal used to be more about fun. And some IP, you know, ride the movies and all that kind of stuff. And now I think... Yeah. That deep, rich theming, I think, is still probably – they probably still did a better job of transporting you to this world than maybe Star Wars Galaxy's Edge did. Yeah. Um, and all That's the same with, like, Super but, Nintendo World, right? Like, I think as a land, that is a way more fun land than Galaxy's Edge. I would take the rides in Galaxy's Edge over the rides in Super Nintendo World, though, in a yeah. heartbeat. Yeah. I get it. The rides look like junk. The rides are junk. Yeah. They're, they're screen-based garbage, and when they're not – and Universal – look, Universal tried. Yoshi was, like, the first ride they ever tried where they're like, we're not going to have screens. There's going to be no screens in this ride. And it's, it's like, a minute and a half long, and there's nothing to look at. Even my mother, who's not a theme park expert in any way – I mean, she's been to a lot of major theme parks now, but she's like – we get to the end, she's like, that's it? That was the ride? That's, that's the when, whole When thing. I saw the land, like the preview videos, just from yeah. outside, from a distance, yeah. I see the Yoshi thing. I was like, oh, that's, it's got that. The land has that kind of kinetic energy, energy yeah. we talked about last episode. Oh, it's great. Um, but I thought that Yoshi was almost kind of like a people, a Nintendo people mover. I thought it was going to go all throughout the thing. It's a, play, it's what it a way to relax and see the whole land. Mm-hmm. And then I watched a video of it, and I was like, really? This is like a load area and an unload area. Yeah. That's basically the because ride. You go outside corner. briefly, right? And it was... It's a shame. I, I don't mean to get us off track because we're talking about... It's a shame, about, yeah. Um, you know, I don't know if you have anything else we want to talk about Hong Kong before we move on to Shanghai. I just... I love Hong Kong. It's like the most... I think it is the most charming outside of old, original Disneyland. I think it's the most charming park. And it does... And everyone says this. It captures what Disneyland probably was like in like 1969 where you have two incredible, insane headliner attractions, right, in mm-hmm. Pirates and Mansion, and then this, you know, just this quaint little park, and it's not super busy, and it's just really, really a good time. They have a Pirates that's good? They don't have Pirates. Oh. I, I was equate, like, I didn't know about I think, that. I feel that Mystic and Grizzly are the Pirates and Mansion of that yeah. park. That's the way I feel. I was like, you threw me off there. I was like, what the hell? I've... No, they research. saved – they instead – the one they were going to build for Hong Kong, they instead built in Shanghai, which I'm yeah. sure we'll talk, we'll talk about, about in that a few moments. Me. But uh, it's, uh, it sounds like Hong Kong. videos I watch make it look like the park is not super crowded. Uh, this was the busiest I've seen it. I made the joke. I mean, it's, it's a joke, but it's honest. There were more people on several days I was there in World of Frozen than I've ever seen in the park in total, like just in that land. So if I go, it's reasonable to think I could ride Mystic Manor three, four, or five times in a day. Depending on the day, yeah. Stuff, so we, I, there was one day I was there where I could have just gone 100 times in a row. Then there were other days where Mystic was 30 to 45 minutes because the park was busy because people came for World of Frozen. Yeah. But their attendance has definitely picked up. It's not, you know, when we went in 2019, it was pretty empty. And when I went back in 2020, it was even emptier because that was the uh, the time period of, of I, I guess, the riots. Yeah. Um, 
there, I was alone. I was alone. You go watch the video of, of Paint the Night I have from Hong Kong. I'm the only person in town square. Like I have a whole private performance of Paint the Night and you'll see every performer looks at us at the camera because I'm the only person there. Wow. Yeah. That sounds cool. It was a good time. I was, I'm glad I got to see the park before that, but I highly recommend still seeing it now. I think it's a great time. Well, hmm. well we're going to do videos where we talk more about going there and, yeah. and what you need to know and what you, do, what, what you should and shouldn't do. We're going to do that for all the international parks at some point, in the, especially early next year. But uh, for now, I've given you as much of a primer as yeah. I can, but that time will allow right now. Shanghai Disneyland. Oh, boy. So this is a partnership between Disney, who owns 43% of it, and, and a number of companies that are government-owned in China. Yeah. Uh, and I know forever, when we live stream or whatever, people would bomb in there and say dumb things in a chat like, oh, China owns 57% of Disney. That's not true. They own 57% of this part. Of a resort, yeah. Of this resort. Uh, it is very large. So wow. this is 1.5 square kilometers. It's 370 acres. Magic Kingdom, as we talked about, is like 107 acres. Uh, a big part of this is dedicated to a picnic area and the what would be the hub, really, for the Magic Kingdom, right? And the, in front of the castle, there are all these gardens that are acres and acres of picnic area, apparently, mm. according to what I read. Um, I don't know if there's really picnics. Gardens place. of imagination. They there's, said the, ride, there's rides in there. Yeah. The Fantasia, Carousel, and Dumbo are in there. Well, what it basically said is that culturally, yeah. uh, sitting down for long meals is is different the way that. that they do it. And yeah. they like to have picnic area for the grandparents and parents and kids to all sit there and take their time enjoying themselves. Yeah, That's what I read. Who knows if that's true? But what I'll say is this park is gigantic. It sounds it's gigantic. I mean... There's three times, a lot more of, than three times the size of the Magic Kingdom. Yeah. There's a lot of uninhabited space in it. There is a lot. Of, I have never been to a Disney park where it's so clear how many expansion pads have just been left yeah. sitting there. There's a lot of just you walk, you leave one land, and there's not even a transition. There's just green space for a while, and then you finally find the other land. Um, opened in June of 2016. Construction costs kind of like I think originally they budgeted like three and a half billion dollars. Yeah. It's unclear if all that is the resort or the park itself. I think it ballooned to five, six billion dollars eventually. It was a disaster, yeah. Uh, kind of a disaster. It's near the coast, not on the coast, but near it. Yeah. Um, and it has, uh, let's see, the themed lands on uh, one, two, three, four. Well, Mickey Avenue mm -hmm. instead of Main Street USA. Yeah. Uh, makes sense. Uh, Gardens of Imagination, Fantasyland, Treasure Cove, uh, Adventure Isle. Tomorrowland and Toy Story Land. Also notable is this is, I believe, the only Disney park where the, the Castle Park where they flip the hub, right? So you go to the left to go towards Tomorrowland, and you go to the right to go to what their version of Adventureland. It's kind of a mirror image. It's what I read. It's what I read. It's what the yeah. kids are writing these days. Uh, pricing: the, the it's the price for ticket. Uh, about $75 for an adult and $60 for children on holidays and weekends, and around $60 for adults and $45 for children on weekdays. Um, there is a note that a two-day weekend ticket for two adults and one child comes close to China's average urban monthly wage. So, yeah, uh, yeah people may be mortgaging their house or taking out a loan to be able to do this. Disney. I mean, not that people don't do that here, right? Yeah, I mean. To come to Disney World. Um Attendance has ranged from around 5.3 million people in a year to about 12 million. Like we said, Magic Kingdom 22, 
2022 was around 17 million, I guess. Yeah, so back to normal. Not super packed. And if you ever want to look at what an abandoned Disney park looks like, uh, we got some looks when this park was shut down during COVID. Yeah. Pretty horrific Everything looks of the landscaping yeah. being overgrown and yeah. destroyed almost. Uh, just to look at what happens if there's no one there to take care of yeah. places. Pretty horrifying because I think it brings into sharp relief what it would be like if a Disney park were to just shut down one day. And if a Disney This park, might be the most likely one to Disney shut down. If a Disney park is to shut down one day, it's most likely this one, yeah. Right, so they have those. Uh, there used to be a show on, I don't know if it's Discovery or History or whatever, like Life Without People. Yeah, where they. Like, That's kind of what the park looked like. Showed you what pictures. things would look like, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. not pretty. No. Uh, and this park isn't pretty to begin with, but that's another stuff. Not pretty. I think, you know, kind of a. Uh, their castle doesn't knock me off my feet. It's looks kind of like a, an amalgamation of all the castles into this, one big one. This castle's kind of the opposite of the Hong Kong one where you see photos and I think it looks blocky and bad. Yeah. And then you go see it in person and you're like, oh, okay, all right. It, it's not bad in person. Well, here's things I've heard from people that have been to, to uh, Japan, and I think the Shanghai Park looks like this too. You get these pictures here in Florida with a bright electric blue sky popping behind this gorgeous castle, yeah. soaring to the sky, and it looks amazing, that contrast. And some of these always look, everything just looks kind of gray yeah. and muted, and the sky is gray. I'm, I'm told in Japan it doesn't actually look like that, but no. for whatever reason, the photos are always yeah. kind of... Like in, gray. In Shanghai, it does look like that because yeah. of, you know, smog. Yeah, it's smoggy, right? Yeah. So My favorite view in that park is uh, the second, uh, the big drop on Seven Dwarfs Mine Train where you look out into the distance and all you see is power lines and factories. It's great. <laughs> That's great for the people working in those factories that can never afford to go there to be able to see in the distance, like people having fun on a roller coaster and going on. I always yeah. wonder that Dr. Phillips High School here in Orlando is right across the street from Islands of Adventure. Yeah. And I've done some work because I did some work with the school system at one point. And um, standing there, you can definitely hear the people screaming on the roller coasters and mm -hmm. see every now and then catch a glimpse of something going by or whatever. Yeah. That's got to be a hard environment to work or learn in, I think. But, yeah, especially in Shanghai, right? You're looking at a factory and yeah. power lines. So they have a Seven Doors Mine Train. Is it a replica of the one here in Florida? Kind of, but they didn't get the whole end scene. We only got the end scene because we Where they rip the off Snow White's arm. Yeah. The whole house isn't there. It's just not there. But the it's rest of it is pretty. A, a static dopey figure pops out of a tree trunk. That's the finale of their ride. So it's a really pared down version. You don't realize how much due to, I think, what they were the feedback they were getting from guests uh, here of what that ride was going to be, how much they invested in, in making ours different and giving it a real big finale with that dance scene and the witch. Yeah. And then you go well, on there. They had the animatronics like, oh, laying around here already. Yeah, they had all the figures. They built the Dopey and the Snow White, yeah. though, and they built the witch. Those are all new. Yeah. And they built the house. I mean, so there wasn't it wasn't a cheap change, yeah. but um, ours is considerably nicer than, than theirs is, yeah. I, I guess you'd say this is probably, of all the foreign parks, this is the most foreign Disney park. Yeah. You're in China. Not a lot of people probably speak English in that part of, you know. No, they do. There, do they? Yeah. Probably less than would do it in Hong Kong or I don't know. Yeah, definitely Japan. less than Hong Kong, but not much less. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, they were openly rude to us the majority of the time. Openly rude to you? Yeah. They were not nice to us. Please expand upon that. I don't know how much I want to get into this because I don't want, look, like. Because you stick out like a point, sore thumb, look, a very large The point of this guy. episode is not 
the point is, we're not being racist here, right? That's not what we're trying to do. I, I, I I'm not asking you to no, say something I'm, racist. I'm saying, like, you know, there are two different ways of life, right? Like, we, I, I didn't have, to, I was raised, thank God, in a country where we are free and it's a democracy, right. and that's great. And, you know, these people, to no fault of their own, were born into a communist government where they have lived, I, I think, a much harder life than than we have lived. And there are some things that come from that. And also, like, you know, I don't know if the government tells you every day that, that America is evil and, and mean, and then when Americans come, maybe you're not going to be nice to them. I don't know. You know, I give them the benefit of the doubt. Like pointing and laughing at you or just no, not getting no. out of your way? No, like, like a bunch of different weird things. Like we asked... We asked very nicely at one point for the front row on – like, there. look, there's no one – we went when no one was there. For some reason, the first two days we were there, no one was there, right. which no one could believe on Twitter. I remember tweeting Tron was a five-minute wait, and people were like, "What are? You, when did you go? What is happening? What? Because everyone else who had went in those three years said they waited hours. Right. And we're there, and there's no one there. And so – there's no one there, so we're like, oh, why don't we ask? We can ask for the front. And we ask, could we, could we please have the, the front row? Like, we'll wait if you want to put other yeah, people. Absolutely yeah, absolutely, sure. So what, what happened? So number one, what happened is, is the man rolled his eyes at us. Then he put us in a spot, and then he rolled. They weren't using the lockers when we were there. So instead of lockers, they had, because it was so not crowded, they had these rolling, like, rubber-made bins with, with partitions. And you would throw your stuff into one of the partitions and they'll roll it to the exit. He like actively rolled it over my feet. And I, I feel like it was on purpose, especially if he rolled his eyes and you sided big us. Feet. He rolled his eyes, sided us. Then the people behind us who were from China asked for the front row. He put them in the front row on that train instead of us. He then rolled the cart over my feet and then... Uh, th th that was it. But still, like, there's another thing. We went, if you're staying in a, a Disney hotel there, yeah. you use a separate side entrance. We were the first people there. And so we're up against, we're in the turnstile. You know when you go into a turnstile, there's like the start of the turnstile before you get to the thing yeah. that, that spins? Yeah. Um, the actual like turnstile. That you stand back from there's a little by there's a pocket yeah. that go that, uh, yeah. of the of the device where that gives it room to turn, right? So I'm in there up against the the bar. I'm like the first person there. We're ready to go. And and, and then uh, Jason and other people with me are at the other two. We're the first people. And so they're scanning them to go in. The lady at the turnstile reaches over me to scan the woman behind me and then tries to pull her through me, through the turnstile. Like she's magical go, or something? And I go, lady, I can't move, number one. And number two, if you scan me, I will go in and I will be out of your way. So and the then cast so finally, yeah. So finally, she did it. The guests are another. I I expected from the guests there. Look, but, we all heard the stories of guests who had different sanitary. Uh, I have stories. Uh, needs and the way they were relieving themselves in the park. I'll, when it I'll tell you that, that story next. Point. Okay. But like, so there, she's trying to pull this lady through me, and I go, "Just scan my ticket, and I will be out of the way, and you can bring her in." Yeah. She can't go through me. There's nowhere for me to go. I'm in the turnstile. And she, like, makes a grumpy face, scans my ticket, and I finally go in. Um, there was a lot of stuff like that. And yeah. I think if you brought uh, Jason and Josh in, who went with me on that trip, I'm sure they have their own stories from the moments they were not with, you know, we were not part of the group. 
Um, despite the usual stories, which are people reselling merchandise in the middle of the park. Inside right? the park. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's like a guy. knockoff Mickey shirts inside There's the park. There's a cave. There's a cave in the Alice in Wonderland maze. They have an uh, Alice in Wonderland maze that is not themed to the cartoon. It is themed to the live-action Tim Burton movies. And oh, it's, boy. It's, yeah, it's not great. Um, and there's a cave. And we went in the cave. There's a guy selling ear hats in the cave. Um, there was a guy who, who came backwards through the queue in the pirate stunt show selling keychains. Um, someone on Mickey Avenue, I think, was selling pins. It was it was wild. Wow. It was wild. Um, and then you, you talked about the, the sanitary thing. Um, we were in line to meet Gelatoni and Duffy yeah. on Mickey Avenue. Big star, huge in Asia. Yeah. And we have, we have a pic. I, I don't think we can share this picture. Um, even if it is just of a puddle in a theme park. But while we're standing in line, I see this mother and her child. And the child is like, the child has dropped to drawers. They're gone. The, the pants. Are How like, old are we talking? Three. Three, okay. She's three years old. The, the diaper has come off. The mother has gotten out a Ziploc bag. And I'm like, did she, like, what has what happened? I'm trying not to look because it's, you know. Right. I'm obviously trying to look, but they're three feet away from us on the side. I, I'm in this queue against the wall. There's nowhere. You know, I'm looking forward, but I can see something wacky's going on. I see the mother open the Ziploc, and I figure, okay, the diaper's going in the Ziploc, right? The little girl squats over the Ziploc bag and starts to pee. I would dare say 3% of it went into the bag because, the like, there was just a puddle across the floor, just a puddle across the floor. It's just the mother throws the Ziploc away. And I'm just like, there's urine. I'm in a Disney park and there's urine. Look, it happens here, right? We've had plenty of, I've seen a kid pull down his pants and pee in the street at Peter Pan's flight. That's a whole nother story. It certainly happens here, but we saw it a couple times in Shanghai. And if you're not ready for that, um, just be aware if the floor is wet, Anywhere that that may There's not be water. There's plenty of stories you can Google about. I wouldn't step in a wet puddle in the American parks either, for for that matter. But, but people openly relieving themselves, and when, especially yeah. when Shanghai first opened, I think there's been a campaign to try to educate because China's a large and diverse country mm-hmm. with a lot of different groups from uh, you know wealthy people all the way down the the wire, and people that come from a very sheltered background yeah. to people who have limited access to mostly, news and a, and a censored farming. internet. Most of the country's in right. farming. Yeah. But they do have different ways that they potty train their kids. Yeah. And one of those ways might, from what I remember reading, involve kind of a kind of a hatch in the pants, you know, where you mm-hmm. open the hatch and find a bush. And yeah. so they didn't a find of, a bush, they found a Ziploc bag. They found in the a of the zip, I don't know why they bother with the Ziploc bag. Yeah, I don't but, understand what she was trying to do at that point, go to the bathroom. If you're worried about it going into something, the restroom was not far away. Like you know they have restrooms. Did you um, feel like you were too big for um, anything there in Shanghai? Like you're you're a big guy, you're an American guy. I fit size, on every ride. I don't know what size, fifteen feet or something like that. I will tell you, my you're, feet felt too big for the for the ropes course. Yeah, the adventure. That Isle. thing is wild. It is. That's one of the reasons to go. It was super cool. So it's also scary because you know I don't I don't want to sound mean, but. Um, what's the nicest way to phrase this? I didn't want to go to a Chinese hospital. Okay. Is that a weird thing to say? I don't want to go to a hospital in a communist Well, the country. way you were treated, they might have amputated yeah, your leg right? if I you mean, came Yeah, I mean, beyond that, cut. and even if not, I don't I don't know. Um, 
so like we're doing the ropes course and it's it's pretty serious. I don't know if we can throw like some B-roll of this. I up. think we have some. Um, I'll look if for Billy some. can add some. But I've seen this I'll ropes make a course drive where you have a everything. you're basically you have a rope or wire or something attached to you. Yeah. You're going and it basically has it's in like a guided channel, mm-hmm. right? And then when you get to places, you can go right or you can go left. There's like kind of a hole that's Different big enough skill to go levels. right to either way. Yeah. And you are suspended essentially yeah. above uh, some. It's not like a million feet up in the air, but it's you're pretty high. It, you're high enough to you would yeah. definitely be injured if you were to fall. Uh huh. Yeah, and so we're there's a part there's a really cool part where it goes into the. If you ever seen Adventure Isle, there's this giant waterfall. That's like the main thing is this mountain with the waterfall. You go into the waterfall, so right. there's like a chasm around the waterfall, and you walk the ledge on either side. And I think we picked the thinnest side of like, I mean like there's that much ledge. And I have a size 15 foot. So a whole lot of my foot is not getting on the ledge. And so we start like walking along the edge and I'm like, I'm gonna fall, I'm gonna fall. There's not enough ledge here. And then directly across the path, the lady on the other side falls and skins her knee and she's bleeding all over the rock. And I'm like, I do not want to go to a Chinese prison. This is like I, action park. Yeah. Right? I like willed myself. And I mean, I don't think she was like in danger of dying. She skinned her knee and it was it was bleeding a little bit. Um, enough that there was some on the rock. But like, I'm like, I don't want to go to the Chinese hospital. And I'm just inching along. And like willed, I think willed myself to, into succeeding on the ropes course because I just did not want to end up like that. The rest of it's probably not that dangerous. You'd probably just dangle a bit. There's a lot more open parts where you're just over a chasm yeah. or, you know, over the river. The The views are gorgeous. It's a super cool attraction. It's one of the most unique in the world. I think it's one of the reasons you want to go because yeah. nowhere in the world has Disney built a ropes course, right? Like ropes courses, probably a cool, fun thing to do to begin with. But imagine that with Walt Disney Imagineering level of care and theme and storytelling, right? Yeah. And that's but what it with is. The added, with the added suspense of whether or not you'll end up in a Chinese hospital. Right? And so it was, yeah, it was exhilarating. Uh, other like highlights. Thrill. Pirates of the Caribbean is, is I know you don't like this version of it, but it looks really good on YouTube, right? You have, it is, there's some That's because it's all screen-based. But what they do have is, help me understand this, the boat you're on is, is magnetically propelled. I the best way I could explain it is imagine if the, you had the dinosaur ride system, but as a boat. Okay. So the EMV, but also the ability it can turn in any direction, right? Um, so it's essentially an. But emotion. it's not. It's not in contact with anything, or is it on a track and magnetic? I, I thought maybe like trackless with magnets. I don't know. No, it's on a track. Yeah. It's absolutely on a track. What's cool about it is it can rotate any direction, and it has like some. Some motion simulator okay. type movement. I think that's why it. I wondered if it was on a track because I think Which, the boat spins yeah. around. The first time anyone really tried that, by the way, it didn't work very well. Uh, Jaws, Jaws oh, at yeah. Universal, yeah. the first version that they had to rip apart and rebuild. The boat did a lot more stuff like that um, because it was the same ride system actually as Kong, but they put it in water. Yeah, can't imagine why that didn't work. Um, but uh, so the. F- I think the first half of that ride is very cool, and then it gets very screen heavy, and it's like they stop trying, 
and it just become it becomes a universal ride by the second half. Yeah. And I'm like, oh. It looks amazing on YouTube, though. The first yeah, time I saw it, my I mind was it. blown. The animatronics are great, real. like Jack Sparrow and Davy yeah. Jones, and that's that's cool. And then these big screen portions, like, don't get me wrong, they're real crisp and cool, but they're just not, it loses something. It, it loses whatever it had going for it in the beginning. That's Treasure Cove loses. is the area, right? Yeah. And that area is themed after Jack Sparrow in a way, right? It's kind of a Pirates of the Caribbean film Movie, franchise yeah. land. Right. It doesn't translate well. It didn't work. You would think that's a no-brainer. I don't know. Like the playground and stuff was cool. Like there's the boat playground and when you get to do that kind of stuff. That was fun. The stunt show was fine. Um, but the land wasn't charming. Barbosa's bounty was gross. We tried to eat there. It was just Look, I like squid, and I tried it, and I was like, this is not good squid. That's my fear of going yeah. to, to Shanghai, right, is that I'll starve to death. No, you'll find good food. There's yeah. So we found a couple of places that either had very good Asian cuisine or that had basically Americanized food because okay. it's an American theme park in a foreign That's country, good to right? know because I just yeah. picture like, oh, this is yeah. an eel marinated in God knows mm-hmm. what. And, you know, that's not my scene. So our first meal there was um, Wandering Moon Tea House, uh, which is the table service that's in, like, the the mm-hmm. central area, the um, uh, Gardens of Wonder, Gardens yeah. of Imagination. Gardens of Imagination. Um, there's, a, there's a little tea house. It's very Chinese, and it's yeah. very pretty. Um, and the food was great. The ribs, the, everything we ate there was fantastic. Loved it. Highly recommend. If you're going to eat Asian food in that park – that is the place to go. I can't vouch for the counter service Asian. Um, beyond that, we had to kind of find, we tried other stuff because we wanted to try it. I tried like a weird, I tried some weird food because I wanted to see if anything was good and nothing I had was good except we found buffalo chicken chips at the Toy Story restaurant. I bet they were good. They were delicious. It was fantastic. But is that what I, I went all the way to China. Is that what I want to have? The only other cuisine highlight of our trip was we ate at Chinese McDonald's and we had a bucket of, a golden bucket of fried chicken. Yeah. Um, Jason ordered a taro pie, which was fantastic. Did tell him he was going to, he was going to meet the love of his life. Um, what else do we have? Jason had a sausage on, there was a, there was a McDonald's hamburger with a sausage patty on it. Huh. And then I forget what else we had. I had some weird chicken sandwich, I think. Um, that was fun. I always like – it's weird and touristy, but I always like to go to foreign McDonald's and try like whatever the weird local thing Well, is. I think it's kind of similar to I, – I don't remember the exact quote that Bob Iger had when they were building this. was something something that was like undeniably Disney oh, but distinct, distinctly uh, authentic, Chinese. Authentically, authentically Disney, Disney but distinctly, distinctly Chinese, Chinese is the part. Right, yeah. that kind of, you know – Yeah, that was the mantra. Mixture there. I, I yeah. like that. I don't, yeah. I don't know if that's what you felt like. Didn't translate not. to the park, no. No. Um, the park, it, look, it, it was, you know, Bob Chapek wasn't a thing yet, but that park feels like a Bob Chapek park in a lot of places. A lot some of places, cutting. Some places it feels like a Tom Staggs park. There's some places where you're like, this is like Tron. Like, look, there's things I don't like about Tron, but the things that still felt elevated, like Tron and Peter Pan and the ropes course. And then there were things that felt like Chapek era where I don't know if it's because like they, they were getting down to the wire and cuts had to be made and the park was a year late and there was all sorts of problems, but like the, the rapids ride in adventure Isle is junk. Like the, the, is it worse than Cali river rapids? It's about as bad. Um, the, 
the main attraction is supposed to be this mythical creature called the Karak, which is this big giant. Oh, the, the dinosaur hunter. I played that video game back <laughs> That's in That's Tarak. Oh. But the Karak is this big alligator-like creature. And um, all the art was super cool. I couldn't wait to see it. And then you go see it, and he looks real junky. He's re <laughs> real plasticky, and you could see the – you travel directly under the <laughs> joint in his neck, and no, you could see stop. his neck's not connected, and it's just garbage. What are you laughing about? What did I say? I'm just picturing this janky artwork of a Karak that you've only – Barely described to me, and you're going in through his neck. And well, it's you just go an under awful his looking... neck. He's like standing above, and the track goes like <laughs> the path goes under his neck, and you can see like that his neck's not connected. It's just like there's a joint, and then this head on a pivot that just goes like this. I think I'm just picturing something really bad. I think I'm what I'm picturing has to be worse than reality. I don't know if Billy can throw up a, a no, no, image I of a. I think I have video. I'm gonna upload. I'll upload everything I have from Hong Kong and Shanghai. For multiple trips in an attempt. Well, Shanghai was one trip, so that'll be easy to upload. But um, I'll upload everything, and Billy can sort of go through it, and I'm sure he'll find all this stuff. Um, I, I'm pretty sure I took – I didn't record the whole ride. I didn't record a lot of rides the first time because I was like, I want to see everything and enjoy it. And then I – there were some things I, I – then like the last day we spent filming stuff. I was like, yeah. I want to get Tron, and I want to get Peter Pan, and I want to get this. Those are, you know, and someday when we go back, we'll, we'll get more. Can we tell that. the story about you shopping for pants or should we save that for another episode? How are we doing on time? How long is this episode already? We're at, I don't know, a little, we're over an hour. But yeah, I think we're way over an hour though. We had like an hour 20. Jake could tell us. I don't know. Well, we started recording and then we got distracted for like a half hour. I thought we started at 3.40. Because if you though, didn't regardless. know, we have the I can wigs are started, watching us see. record this live. Our wigs members at uh, $7 and above are... Uh, given the opportunity to watch us do this live uh, through Jake's studio view, which we're doing right now because it is Friday afternoon. We release these on Tuesday morning. So uh, the Wigs are joining us right here in the Discord chat. If you want to learn more about becoming a Wigs member, by the way, you can go to patreon.com slash I never know which camera to look at because our tally lights don't work. But you can go to uh, patreon.com slash WWNT or WWNT.com slash Patreon and learn how you can be a Wigs member for as little as $2 a month. If you want to watch this nonsense live uh, through the studio view, then that's uh, that's going to be at the $7 and above level. We're at an hour and a half. I think we'll save the save the pants story okay. for another day, I think. Okay. I'm, um, I'm going to hit you up on that pants story. I'm going to bring up my, my favorite attraction in Shanghai. Like, Tron was super fun. I, I like Tron. Yeah. There are some different choices I would have made, but Tron is fun. My favorite attraction in Shanghai, and this one I did film, and you can go watch, Peter Pan's Flight. Really? It's the best one they've ever done. It's it's fantastic. Does it still have, like, practical effects, though? That's amazing. And then also they drew all new hand-drawn animation for the little projected parts, and it's gorgeous. Is and it longer so, than, like, a minute long, too? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And all the figures, they're not, like, little, like, animated figures like all the other ones. They're, they're like, animatronics. They're full-blown animatronics. Really? Oh. It's so charming Don't make beautiful. me go to Shanghai. I, I love it. I'm going to want to go now. Look, I really hate that park with a passion. It's my least favorite Disney park in the world. But the one thing that would make me go back is that one ride. It's I worse than Walt Disney Peter Studios? Pan. Yeah. Really? I think there's better stuff to do. And 
Look, there's just an uncomfortableness of being there. There's there's an uncomfortableness, right? Like the overhanging Chinese malaise. Some of, of that, like going you know, to a, ending watching, up in a hospital, watching the people that live there have to scan their government IDs to tell the government they're at the park that day, and you know, just the way people act and and the general maintenance of the park. Like the park is beat up, right? Really? Like all the people that went for the grand opening. I know people on on Twitter and everything ranted and raved. Like, it's the best Disney park in the world. I love it and it's beautiful. And that's what we, I've heard. The the narrative was they took all the lessons they've learned yeah. over a hundred years of having this company, or at the time, you know, not a hundred yeah. years, ninety years or whatever, yeah. um, eighty seven years, and. They had unlimited space to make all the dreams and lessons a reality yeah. and build this amazing park. That's the narrative that I've been fed. And then I've heard from other people that that is not the case. At no point in that park do I feel like it is the culmination of what Disney has done in any way, right? There are little moments, right? Peter Pan, I think, is the culmination of having built that ride five times. I think someone, whoever was tasked with that, I don't even know who at WDI worked on that, and kudos to whoever was involved, because it is the best version. Like, clearly those people cared and loved Peter Pan and were like, I love this attraction, but it is time to take it into the modern era. My favorite practical effect, I need to know if they have it. You know what I'm going to say. Tinfoil volcano? No. Oh. Tell me about that one in a minute. I don't know that one. It's not uh, The traffic in London is like little glow dots painted on a bicycle chain that's little... churning down there. That you, If you look at it, you can see it yeah. on Peter Pan's flight, but it looks like, you know, it looks like the traffic going by in London down below you, and it's just a bicycle chain with little yeah. glow-in-the-dark paint dots for headlights. I think it's more modernized than oh. that. I don't remember that scene specifically. I need to go back and watch the it's video. It's my favorite practical effect It's been a while. Remember, I went, in, I went in one time, and I went in 2019. Uh, that's a long time ago now. I like it better than Pepper's Ghost because it's so simple. Yeah. And and so Those are like, the best Disney effects is yeah. where you just realize that they they had to figure something out and they took whatever they could and they you never knew any better because it looked so good. Right? There's a volcano made of tinfoil? No, the tinfoil in the volcano, in oh. the, the one here. But just to make it like shiny. It, so it shines the red light. It looks like the inside oh. of a volcano a little okay. bit, but it's just tinfoil. Okay. Yeah. You didn't know? Yeah. How do you not know the tinfoil? I don't know. We didn't, it's not, it doesn't come up at the dinner table very often. You can't help you but not You know what else we can never, do with tinfoil? You never go on Peter Pan's flight, I'm sure. I, I love that ride, but every time I go, it's sort of a payoff versus wait. Yeah. Like it's a very long wait, and it's a very short ride. I still love to go on it. I just it, I got to be yeah. in the right mindset to go on that one. It's a, you know five times a year, Yeah, something like that. No, I love, I love that in Shanghai. Um, and Tron was super fun, and Pirates was fine, and the ropes course was amazing, and Soren was super weird. It's not the same Soren, I assume. It's this weird backstory where the I'm going to get this wrong, um, but it's like a woman turns they turn into animals. They're like okay, they turn into animal spirits, and that's what's happening. In the ride you turn into like a bird spirit, which allows you to fly across you're not on the a world. Glider. You are, but you're not supposed to be. Look, the Tokyo one got it right, where they came up with this whole story. They're like, you're going to the the Fantastic Flight Museum, and you're going to learn about uh, Camellia Falco, and she built this early, you know, Da Vinci-style flying apparatus. And what the story ends up being is that through the magic, she's she's come back, and her, you know, um, her bird friend is going to guide you on on the Dream Flyer. You get on the Dream Flyer and go to all these magical places, right? Okay. 
Um, th that's the one time the story makes sense. The vehicle makes sense. It's all explained, right? It's clear WDI, like all C went to them was like, we would like Soren. And they were like, well, what do you want us to do? We would like it at Disney Sea. No bent Eiffel Tower. Do you please. need anything else? They're like, well, we want to have Tokyo the city in there. You can get rid of you can get rid of France. Uh, and then we want to have Disney Sea at the end. But otherwise, do whatever you want. And they were like, all right. And they just like we came up with this whole story and the vehicles explained and we got to do all these things we never got to do for Soren finally. But in Shanghai. In Shanghai, they tried to explain it, but it's weird. You go through like an ancient Isn't temple. Is it the same scenes though for the most part? You're yeah, and then they flying over a China. polar bear and a kite. Yeah, it's all the same until the end. The, Great Wall the of end China. is China. You don't, I don't think you fly over Shanghai Disney. I think you just fly through the city. I don't think it has the castle in the park. I think they did, just didn't do it. Um, it's still Soren, but it, the backstory's super weird. Um, so going, difficult, easy? I you got to get a visa unless you're doing this complicated. Stuff, but you needed the visa. I've never done the visa process, so I can't tell you. The transit visa was easy as long as you figured it out. Yeah, but I might only be able to go like – I may not be able to go to on a triple Disney Park vacation. I might have to actually get a visa. Um, so transportation to and from the airport. We to, took a taxi. Took a taxi. Like – an hour, like 20 minutes, $50, I don't $5. remember if it was like 30 to 45 minutes, something like that maybe. Okay. Um, I don't remember the cost. I don't think it was much. It wasn't a big deal. Um, Hotels? We stayed at the Shanghai Disneyland Hotel. It was very nice. Is that the only hotel? Uh, there's a Toy Story Hotel. We didn't stay there. Does it look junky? I don't think so. Not from what I've seen. I don't know. I did, we didn't even go over there. We didn't take a walk over there. It was kind of out of the way. Um, the one thing I will tell you, because it is Shanghai, um, if you're going to wash your hair and stuff, you have to use the bottled water, and they'll give you a number of bottles of water knowing you're going to do this. Okay, um, so their water is not safe for so drinking. You can, yeah, no. So you should shower if, like from a certain point down, and then if you're going to wash your hair, use the Anything where you might touch your face. Like I touch my face a lot. Yeah. Viewers might notice that. Yeah. Um, so you think bottled water to I don't imagine I think that, that they put the, the a ton of bottles in the room, like knowing that that's procedure. Is that's there a true. toilet or a Ziploc bag? There's a the toilet. Okay. There's a toilet. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. Again, I want to clarify. Like, I uh, this is not to be racist against Chinese people. It's it's a There's communist just what you government. When you were there. Yeah. It's it's the life there. Like, I do not. You know, being an American, I don't stand for communism. I don't agree with it. Um, I don't think they treat people very well in a communist regime. And so I don't think it's the fault of the people. This is the experience I had with the people. I don't blame the people. You're a, a product of your surroundings, just as Americans are, right? I know we we have our faults, right? We're fist fighting in the park and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. But, you know, that's it's, reality is reality. Do they have good merch? No. When we went... I mean, that's odd so when you when consider they opened, where the merch is made, right? Wouldn't, it, wouldn't they pilot some of that and... When I'm they serious. opened, they had a bunch of yeah. attraction-specific stuff, and by the time we got there, it was all gone. So there was Karak merchandise. You could get a ah, Karak, Karak the you could get a Karak ear hat and a Karak tail and Karak zipper with like baby cutesy Karak on it. Um, and Tron had uh, Tron still had a lot of its merchandise. So a majority of what I bought was the Tron stuff, which yeah. ended up being a good purchase because we didn't get any of it here. Did they have None sizes the, for people like us? I didn't buy clothes, but all the other yeah. stuff I bought. Um, I don't think they had my size. They had sizes that would fit most Americans, not me. Yeah. Um, but 
Um, all the attraction-specific stuff otherwise was gone. All the merchandise for the Garden of the Twelve Friends and all that stuff was history. And when I got there, it was all very generic, which Hong Kong at times the merchandise is like that too, but like World of Frozen got all its own unique stuff. They at least pretty consistently have a number of Mystic Manor items. Um, otherwise, it might be rough. There's a lot of Duffy stuff, both both Shanghai and Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. Real heavy on the Duffy stuff. But if you like those characters, you're going to find a lot of things that are exclusive to Hong Kong and Shanghai that you can't even get in Tokyo. Okay. So if you like those characters, you're in luck. And if you want park-exclusive, like, attraction-specific things, you're going to have to settle probably for a couple of pins. So, But overall, if I'm budgeting to go to Asia, yeah, because my girlfriend is going to want to go, my priority is Tokyo Disney yeah. first. Oh, Japan. Then yeah. Hong Kong. Then Shanghai last. Yeah. Or and if do only, Shanghai in the middle so you can get this uh, yeah. visa loophole. If only one of them's possible, I'm going to tell you Tokyo. Because Tokyo is going to yeah. change your life. Um, the other ones may not. Will it, Or will it just ruin me? I, I mean, I might be ruined. It's totally possible. I mean, I, I, I recall I you telling me, telling me that your parents said, how do I go back to a regular how Disney How do I go back to Disney this? World yeah. after this? And I said, you don't. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it ruined me because it's the reason I love Tokyo is because I love Disney World and Tokyo in many ways is the Disney World I grew up loving. From like the ni- 90s. The, the quality, yeah. the the quality, the care of the cast members, the 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 customer service, the attention to detail, the maintenance, the quality of show is all what I grew up and fell in love with. It's what I love about this thing. And it's all still alive and well there. Like a lot of the love for Tokyo is a is a love for Disney tangentially World. Tangentially, the was, love of yeah. Disney World, right? Because it's oh, I go back there and you get to ride you get to ride like the best version of Splash Mountain, and it brings back all these childhood memories of Splash Mountain. And you ride the haunted mansion. And it's the haunted mansion that existed from 1971 to 2007. And you go on Snow White, and it's the original Snow White from the Magic Kingdom. Yeah. And so that park. You know, the, the pavement is still the single color, old style pavement. So you go to Adventureland, it's just that green, pink? green pavement. You go to Fantasyland, it's that reddish pink. Oh, I thought you meant you like to, everything's the same. I was like, oh, that that reddish pink. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's on Main Street's a World Bazaar, yeah. I should say. But yeah, it's it's in the 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 facades, every it's this huge throwback to the to the magic kingdom of old. Then also peppered in is all this weird stuff that culturally is very much theirs. And then on top of that are then Disney came back and worked with them years later and built some of the greatest new age Disney attractions of all time. Right. And then just around the corner, you have Disney Sea, which is the greatest thing they've ever done, period. Right. So it's, you know, but but the base, the basic love of Tokyo Disney is not, oh, I went to Japan, so I like it better because it's special because you can't afford to go there. No, that's what that's what an idiot uh, in the Disney online community will tell you is that a place is better simply because they went to it and it cost them money to go there. Um, I'm not – look, if you're a Disney true Disney Parks fan and you want to see all of them, I'm not going to tell you not to go to Shanghai. I went because I felt the need to see them all, right? Yeah. I will tell you now – it's my least favorite. I didn't love going there. I don't recommend it, but I fully understand as a Disney fan why you feel the need to go there. I totally get it. I think a lot of cruise line people, by the way, their favorite ship is whichever one they went on first. That's not universal, but no. I think also the Disney parks, you know, the one you go to that's the farthest away that you put the most investment into and stuff might yeah. be the one that people like. Um, 
But Japan, it's it's purely but Japan. I'll uh, universally, I just hear that it's special. It's everything that it's supposed to be, right? So all the complaints you have about all the other Disney parks you've ever been to, or even Universal, any theme park you've been to, a majority of them melt away. Like right. they don't exist. I keep looking. I look for broken effects. There was one trip where I found one one electric candle at the haunted mansion was burnt out. That was all of the maintenance notes I had for my entire like ten day visit to Japan. I mean, we talked about this right, where people before the internet thought Disney could do no wrong, et cetera. Yeah. Uh, but even in the nineties, I remember thinking like, man, oh, if you no. drop a piece of trash, yeah, it's got thirty seconds and it's gone. Yeah. And now, like, I was on the, the ferry boats at the Magic Kingdom the other day. You know, people yeah. throw coins down there and whatever. You see that. But, I mean, there's not just coins down there. There's trash. There's people's passes, yeah. all this stuff. And it's been there for months. Yeah. No, take it. You know, I, I think it's easy. I, I wrote off. When I came into this community 16 years ago, I wrote off a lot of comments like that. Yeah. Um, and then you, you get older and you come to realize that, no, people are kind of right. Like, there has been this decline in quality over time. And like, I asked my parents when we went to Japan, I said, we're in line for Peter Pan. I asked my mother, I was like, is this what it was like when I was a kid? And she goes a lot. She's like, all of this feels like what it was when yeah. we used to take yeah. you when I you were it. a baby. This is what it all was. She's like, it was this clean and everything looked this nice. And it's, it's not nostalgia. It's, it's not. And that, that was what happened the first trip to Japan. I had that, that wake up moment where I was like, God, it wasn't nostalgia. This is actually what, this is all supposed to be. This is what the dream was for Walt. This is what he envisioned was this really clean place with incredible customer service that is unlike anywhere else you could take your family on earth. How did I know that the two idiots at this table would eventually transform this into a Japan show? It, it has to. I mean, we're talking about, I'll wear that We're one. talking about the right continent, so it right. makes sense, at least in this yeah. conversation. But I will tell you, like, Shanghai, again, I, I fully understand the need to go see, especially if you're going to go to Hong Kong and that's your fifth, you might as well finish with your sixth. You might as well be yeah. done. Um, and, and it's not going to cost you a ton more to add Shanghai onto that trip, if we're being honest. So, um, yeah, I, I think Hong Kong is a must because I think Mystic Mystic Manor and Grizzly are, are I think as a Disney fan, you owe it to yourself to see yeah. them at some point in your life. I think Explorer's Lodge will be one of the your favorite hotel stage you ever have. All right. And then uh, I'll do it. Shanghai then. is, if, if you feel like you got to knock it off the list like I did, then I, I totally get it. I'm just warning you that you're, it may not be everything you think it's going to be. Well, if you're enjoying our content, please like and subscribe to our channel. It really helps us out. The algorithm. If you think this is everything this nonsense. You, you want it to be. Um, <laughs> obviously, you can, you can watch Tom's food review and try to win this Olaf mug. Uh, products.com to support us as well. We mm -hmm. sell t-shirts and all that other kind of nonsense. And you'll get stuff for Christmas if you order now. Carouselloproducts.com, all the t-shirts you could want. And that's it from here. We hope you have a great week. Uh, you're watching this on Tuesday, which means that uh, Dreamers Point is opening. We have a new Nighttime Spectacular opening at Epcot tonight. So are there's you, a lot of Disney Are you coming? Stuff. I'll be there. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I'll be there. It's like anything else. It depends on how dire the needs are around the company for some whole I mean, if I'm going, you can go. Yeah. You're getting a phone call. That was my alarm. Oh. No, I was getting a phone call. It was my, it was my <laughs> alarm to wrap it up. It's time to leave. Yeah. yeah. I think we're going straight to a meeting from here yeah. now. We are. Yeah. So, all right. Well, thanks a lot for watching. We'll see you next time here on the WW News Today podcast. See you real soon. Mm -hmm.